What is up, ladies and gentlemen? How are you doing? How are you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer coming here to talk some football and place our bets for the upcoming weekend of the NFL slate of games and some bowl games going all the way into next Wednesday, Wednesday, December 21st. So we're not going to go any further than past that, so we have more games to bet next week in terms of the college games. Some big matchups, some fun one. I wonder uh, how crazy this is going to be, especially with Mr. Kiefer and his bets with UTSA throughout the season. I wonder what direction he's going to go today. Uh, Justin Treese has some great info news, or info, info news. Let me go ahead and just combine two words there for you. But pretty much some, some good feelings here about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the direction they're heading. My Detroit Lions for this year, uh, looking pretty solid. Can't wait to get into that. But pretty much I want to start off with Treese and your Jacksonville Jaguars because holy smokes, what a performance we saw from them and your quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it was a great feeling going into uh, Tennessee, beating them for the first time since 2013. And, man, we whooped their ass. Like, you know, every game that they play, they show the 99-yard touchdown run from Derrick Henry. Everybody's seen it a thousand times. We're Which sick of one? it. Yeah, exactly. But you wonder what? They're going to start showing him fumbling twice and costing them the game. Trevor Lawrence doing everything he wanted to and more against their defense and going to continue to do that for the rest of his career. So it's going to be fantastic. Um, back in August, when we did our predictions, I said that week 18 Jacksonville versus Tennessee was going to be a huge game. Given I did say, because I thought the Jags were going to win and knock the Titans out of the playoffs and give the Colts a playoff spot. Shit. It might just be to win, win the division. <laughs> so I'll, Jags just have to go two and two in the next four weeks and they play teams like Houston. So that's fantastic. And if the Titans go one and three in the next four weeks, we go into the final week uh, or sorry, one and two, sorry, two and one and one and two. I, I had an extra week in there. We can go to the, we can go into week 18 for the division. Now, that would be a Sunday night game. So I mean, finally, pretty much you're pretty much you're right because if the Titans lose and they go one and three, so. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's kind of a win-win because, you know, if the Jaguars win week 18 in the scenario, they go to the playoffs. If they lose, they're probably what's still going to pick 12th. Uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those divisions. It's like the, it's like yeah. the uh, NFC South, you know, the winner of that division is going to might be a game under 500. And if you get second place in that division, you probably have a top 10 pick. Exactly. You know, it's just absolute. It's just, yeah, the, it's a perfect scenario. Yeah, the parity in these divisions is, is kind of crazy this year. Yeah, yeah and in the NFC is. South is so freaking bad. Like, there's some matchups this weekend between the Saints and the Falcons, and I didn't even want to bet on the game, but then it was like, I feel like it's going to be an easy bet. Like, it might be my lock of the week, to be honest with you, but we'll see, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But let's go ahead and get into our college games here and some of these bowl games that we have taking place. Trace, I mentioned UTSA in a little bit, and I think that's where you're getting ready to start, and I know Kiefer has it too here in a little bit. But let's go ahead and get rolling into these bowl game bets. Yeah, uh, I desperately missed college football last weekend, that's for sure. But uh, oh, UT – sorry, go ahead. Let's not, let's not ignore – uh, what really happened last weekend? Yeah, double overtime happened. Yeah, right, let's I, like, I, hey, I'm bullshit. I, I need to apologize to myself first off. Uh, someone said, "Hey, it's just been kind of a crazy year. Why not let's just make a little bit of a crazy bet and take the over?" Son of a bitch, we nailed it. Freaking, I was told I was un-American because I bet the over on that game. I didn't say it was by you guys, but someone was like, that's not an American bet. And I said, it is today because that's where I live, and that's the bet I made. And I freaking nailed it. Won me Man, 20 bucks. Full overtime, 
double overtime to hit an over under in the low thirties. I just that's too much. I, I hate I to be can't. anybody else who took the under. I mean, sixteen yeah. years, baby. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, it kind of sets set the part of the whole weekend, if we're being honest, right? So I know everyone else missed college football last week, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a great time. So Did you watch the game? Did you watch the game? The first quarter. Yeah, I watched the first half, and that was enough for me. And I am captain established the run, but good heavens, that was too Once much. I think I heard the announcers were like, yeah, Navy's, you know, won like three games this year without attempting a pass. I was like, fuck this. America, change channel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, turn on some run and shoot highlights. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right, Trees, go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, I didn't even watch a single. I did not even turn that on. I had zero interest in watching that game. So, um, and I also didn't bet it. So that's another reason why I didn't. But anyways, for this week, starting off, UTS, UTSA plus two. Let's go. I know it's against Troy. Troy's been playing pretty well, but UTSA has been our, been our ride or die for the last two years. Let's do it one more time. And, and there's no opt-outs in this game, which is also very exciting. There we go. And that was the reason why I stayed away from it, because I know nothing about these two teams. It's like, I'm not even going to attempt to act like I know what's going on here, but I'm glad you two did. Uh, but one thing I do know is that Marshall it has finished up and pretty much right there in the top five or ten uh, for hitting the most unders throughout the season. And so that's why I went ahead and took the under here at 41 points at Marshall versus UConn because Marshall's very good at hitting the under and UConn's just not very good at football. So here we go. Yeah, hey, uh, you called it. I'm taking UTSA. Right now they're the dog at plus two against Troy. I think Troy's getting a lot of credit for beating up a very bad Coastal Carolina team with Grayson McCall transferring you know almost immediately after the game jamie chadwell left coastal already so they had their mind everywhere else troy doesn't have a great offense their defense is very good though but i'm excited to see how that matches up against utsa's lethal offense led by frank harris uh frank harris for heisman 2023 so i'm excited for it i'm always going to take the road runners they've been good to me i'll be good to them next game Taking SMU, the Mustangs, five-and-a-half-point favor against BYU. Darren Hall is not playing for BYU. Last I heard, there's a chance he plays, but even if he does, he's going to be hurt. Give me SMU. Nobody's sitting out on the SMU side. So we do have Rasheed Rice. We do have Tanner Mordecai. So lots of reasons to get excited there. Boom. Next up for me is going to be I'm taking Cincy at plus one-and-a-half versus Louisville. And I really had a hard time taking this because, like, ah, you know, like, since he's coach left, and then I remembered Louisville's coach left as well. So it's kind of one of these situations. He went to Cincy. Louisville's coach went to Cincinnati. That's right, yes. And you, they're going to be on the same sideline because this it's, it's, at a, it's at a baseball field. The game is – so they – both teams are on the same sideline. Yo, that's awkward. This one's like, this is at Boston, shit. right? This is at Fenway yeah. Park. Yeah, it's a Fenway game. I love that'd it. be cool it's, to it's... play there, but man, that'd be so awkward. Anyways, I took Cincy plus one and a half. And the bottom <laughs> reason is I rolled with them early in the season, and I I think I went on like a three or four week run with like any bet that I took for Cincinnati hit, and so I'm just kind of hoping for some end of the year luck, just kind of go full circle here and see if I can make it happen again. Go Bearcats. Go Bearcats. Love it. Um, all right. Uh, my next one is I'm going to take Western Kentucky at plus four. I know Austin Reed's not playing at quarterback for Western Kentucky, so that's a little bit of worrisome. But I think that team's going to be super excited that he's coming back for another year after not transferring, and maybe they get a little bit more hyped knowing that. 
and they have a lot of players coming back and playing. So give me Western Kentucky at plus four. I will say this is probably the bet of the week that I'm most nervous about, but sometimes you've got to make those bets that you're a little nervous about. You don't feel super comfortable with and just, you know, ride with it. So um, that's that. This next one, I'm going to spoil it. We all, we all have this next one, which makes me super nervous, but we're all taking Oregon State at minus 10 against the Florida Gators. Florida has 972 people transferring out of that or out of that program right now it's ridiculous how many people are transferring and also they're on what their fourth string quarterback because right. richard richardson declared the backup has the whole allocations about child pornography and i think yeah, can't the, can't do that can't do that and then i think they had another person another player do go into the transfer portal and i think they're on their fourth string Oh, I feel so much more comfortable at Oregon State now because I'll be honest, I didn't know anything about that with Florida's all their tr- players transferring. Oh, dude, I think they have – I I don't know about the most, but at least I feel like they have like one of the most amounts. It's crazy how many yeah. they have. Yeah, their their opt-out list is – you have to scroll when you look to at the Florida opt-out list. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like one or two guys. That is insane. But, yeah, I went ahead and went with Oregon State versus uh, Florida at minus 10, so – Go Beavs, which I think is exactly what Keeper's about to say. So I'm sorry if I yeah, just did that. That's what I got in here. I got Beavs 10-point favorite against Florida. Uh, Justin, you said it's a sweep, and it is. I think this is – so many times with bowl games, you have to look past what team's better than the other team because with these mid-tier bowl games, it's almost who wants it more, right? And Oregon State is punching up a weight class, playing an SE school in Florida. So this means a lot especially with Oregon State staying in the pack. They're not jumping to the Big Ten, the SEC, anywhere else. They're staying, okay? So there's a lot of pride for that conference that's going to get played for this bowl season. And let's face it, Oregon State's been a very frisky team this year. You know, they they haven't got blown out, and they've knocked off teams that they shouldn't. You know, they've outpunched their weight class before. I see them doing it again, especially against a less-than-ideal Florida roster. Yeah, and they have like a legit shot if they win this game to finish out the season in the top 10. They're 14th right now. Yeah. Like there's going to be plenty of top 10 teams losing because obviously they all play each other. You could easily see Oregon State like finishing the season 10. I think that's a huge thing for them. I think they'd be I think they're fully like invested in finishing this season's stroke. Especially in the, the atmosphere we're in now where, you know, we're in the heart of portal season. So if you're in Oregon State and you have a chance of being, you know, one of the dogs left in the Pac-12 and you come to, hey, look at us, we're top 10, come over. You know, that's something right there. Next game is I'm going to be on the flip side of uh, Teresa's bet. I will actually take Southern Bama as a four-point favorite against Western Kentucky. Like you said, Kentucky's quarterback's not playing. Southern Bama, in my opinion, should have been the Sun Belt representative on the east hand side very good team troy just edged them out on the head-to-head that was a rivalry game it was in the rain let's not talk about it so give me the jaguars i like them southern bama jaguars over kentucky you go well, usa you noticed baby. it usa but, uh, baby usa i'm going with my last game here for college football in these bowl games going to be fresno state favored by three and a half versus washington state fresno state looked pretty decent this year they had some you know kind of some up and down there towards the end but fresno state i like this matchup here against washington state and plus i went to a school where the mascot was a bulldogs fresno state bulldogs our bulldog used to be the exact same as theirs uh, in terms of the mascot design until we split it or changed it to a split face bulldog 
which I think is probably the coolest bulldog logo in the country. If you guys haven't seen it, I'll send it to you because it is actually pretty cool looking. So uh, go dogs for Fresno State. Love it. All right. Uh, my next one, I got two more college ones. I went five and five this week. Uh, I'm taking the Liberty Toledo under 54. Every time that I bet Liberty, the games are always under. Like their defense is pretty good. And Toledo, I know they can score, but I think they have a few guys out as well from what I was reading. Um, it kind of just has that vibe of a game that has two smaller schools that is not a shootout. So I'm going the under 54 there. Uh, both their de- Again, both their defenses are pretty good, especially Liberty's. I mean, Liberty, like against Arkansas and all of them, has been um, – that game really killed a few of my things. Actually, Austin, you – sorry, change the subject. Austin, you have shown me that before. It's actually really cool. Really cool logo, Bulldog logo. Um, all right, my next one. I'm taking North Texas at plus 10 against Boise State. Yes, Boise State's defense is is good, averaging, giving up less than 19 points a game. North Texas just puts up points, man. They, they average like 35 a game. They don't have that many players out. I just feel like this is a bowl game where it's just going to, like, winning by 11 points is going to be extreme, or 10 points is going to be extremely difficult. Um, give me the high-powered offense in this one. So North Texas plus 10. I like it. I need to keep it close, too. My last college game is I'm actually taking the over first half for that Toledo Liberty game. I think out of the gate, both teams do start hot, and we have Tree Sweat, the uh, the under the entire second half. It's fine. It can hit. I don't worry about it. I'm worried about the first half. Give me two touchdowns apiece. These boys will hit, and then take the rest of the game off, kick a field goal late. Everybody goes home happy. No problem. So I like it. You know, coming out of the Mac with something to prove. On the NFL side, earlier, guys, I texted you. I said I had a bet that just felt right. Last week, it was the Chiefs' two-and-a-half touchdowns. It felt like free money. This week, Saints, two-and-a-half, first half. Against a rookie quarterback. I know Andy Dalton's still playing for the Saints. We can't do anything about that. But coming off the bye, down at Louisiana in the Dome, are you kidding me? This feels like free money, guys. I, 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 it's going to be in the parlay. I'm putting it in my parlay. I'm being selfish. I'm taking it. <laughs> I, like I, it. I love it. I love it. My first one, I'm going to go Titans plus three versus the Chargers. Chargers are not very good. De- is not a very good defense, excuse me, against the run. Titans, we know, are a pretty good running team with Derrick Henry. Like Tree said earlier, he cost him the game last week with, what, two or three fumbles? He's pissed. So, I mean, if I'm the Chargers, one, I'm scared. Two, he's going to run all over you. And three, I'm rooting for the Chargers, or I'm rooting for the Titans to win this game. They lost last week against the Jaguars. First time they've done that in a long time in Tennessee. Now you're going to play the Chargers. It's a makeup game here. And if you're the Chargers, hey, good win last week as well, but now you're playing the Titans. See how this game goes. I'm taking the Titans plus three. All right. Note to everyone, Austin hates the Jacksonville Jaguars and wants the Tennessee Titans to win that division. Note it down. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they got to go one and two. They got to win one, right? Yeah, but they play they play the Texans in a couple of weeks. Like, let them win that one. Texans are coming back, dude. Texans finished strong. Yeah, sure. All Respect right. the Texans, man. Yeah, God dang. Remember the album. It's Remember an the NFL album. team. They're never out of it. Any, Any given, given Sunday. Sunday. Seen the movie? Sunday. Yeah, yeah, read a book. Yeah, yeah read a Jesus. fucking book for once. All right. 
I'm going to start off with my Jags here. I'm going to go over 23 and a half first half points between the Jags and the Cowboys. So combined over 23 and a half. I have this gut feeling it's 14-14 at halftime. I think that this game stays close in the first half. I mean, gut tells me Parsons makes a play in the second half and just disrupts everything, and that's when the Cowboys kind of pull away. But but Jags played well last week. Cowboys didn't. Did, do they get something rolling here? We'll find out. So um, over 23 and a half in the first half there. Uh, my next one, Thursday night game, we have – the Niners versus the Seahawks. I'm doing one of the Kiefer specials here, and I'm going to take San Francisco over two and a half touchdowns in the game. I like that. Did you did you hit that last week, Kiefer, for the Chiefs game? Yeah, like in the first quarter. Well, I didn't know if you took it like a two touchdown like win or if it was just. Oh no 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 no! It was, they, they had to score two over two and a half touchdowns for the game, so three touchdowns in the game. And like you know, I think they got, I think they got two, and then the defensive touchdown made it hit. Remember how I told you guys there was going to be a defensive touchdown for the That's Chiefs what, at one yeah. point? Look at me, it's like I know my team, which is pretty good. Uh, another thing that I know is uh, the Lions play the Jets here this week, and uh, another one of my teams here, the Detroit Lions, have a little bit of grit. I'm taking the Lions to win this game. It's just a pick them right now. This Wednesday, December 14th at 8.45 p.m., there's no line to this game. It's just a straight pick them. Mike White, hey, you got my respect. You're tough as hell, man, but uh, you got beat the hell up. Guess who's on the other side of that, that offensive line right there? Aiden Hutchinson. He's coming in hot. He don't care that you're beat up. He don't care that you earned some respect last week. Fucking Mike who? See ya. You're gone. Then what are the Jets going to do? Joe Flacco? Fuck, get the hell out of here. We're on with the Lions, man. I am so happy about the Lions actually living up to the hype that was there at the beginning of the season. Not just for me. There was a lot of us. There were a lot of us rooting for the Lions, especially after watching the hard knocks. Dan Campbell, he's an easy guy to root for. Some people hopped off the bandwagon a long time ago. That's fine. Hop back on. Plenty of room, baby. Because uh, this is fun. So I'm taking the Lions here just for a pick There's a lot of hype there in that bet for me. But I am thoroughly enjoying what the Lions are doing right now. And I think it's going to be very hard for them to decide what they do next year or this year in the draft because Jared Goff is playing phenomenal football. At home. I, at home. Yeah, at home, at home he's playing lights out on the he road. Like, he but, literally has like 20 touchdowns at home and only two on the road or something like that. Well, who cares? Playing good. That's what I said. He's playing phenomenal. This game, uh, We're literally just talking football, bro. So this is a, this is a home game for the Jets. But, Why uh, have right we not the... just been saying that to each other? God dang it. That is perfect. Dude, it's calm down. Lot. We're just talking football. We're just talking football. Fuck, that's uh, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, going in line with Austin's pick and my preseason <laughs> pick for coach of the year, Dan Campbell. I'm taking the over of 44 Jets Lions. I think Mike White can sling it. I we know Jared Goff, jo- Lions quarterback Jared Goff can sling it. I think uh, Williams back. has got like 78 touchdowns uh, on the ground. Hopefully, Jameson Williams gets loose. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I just hope this is a high scoring game. Selfishly, because I have a lot of Jets pieces uh, on my fantasy team, uh, Garrett Wilson, Mike White. So uh, I'd like to see some points, boys. Then I'm taking off the bye week. Same, <laughs> same theory here. Taking the Saints off the bye week. I'm taking the Bears off the bye week. This is probably my scariest bet of the week. Uh, Bears plus nine going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Eagles are 
white hot right now. Absolutely scalding. And the Bears aren't great, but Justin Fields is practicing, so we're gonna have a little faith to keep this one close. So you're taking you're taking the Bears to cover. I like it. I like it. Plus nine. Plus nine. I like the way Justin Dogs have been Fields hot is this year. What? Dogs have been hot. Like on the season, I think the underdogs are like fifty three percent, something like that. I was confused on why you were saying dogs. Like, Bub, that's a bear and an eagle. I'm not seeing a wolf wolf in there. But uh, I'm on page with you now. Glad to be back. So uh, this next game here, the Jaguars and Cowboys, I'm going to take the over at 47 and a half. Uh, Dak Prescott likes to throw interceptions now. The Jacksonville defense seems like it's kind of getting under, uh, they're getting their feet underneath them. Had a couple turnovers last week. I know with the Derrick Henry fumble and stuff. But their secondary, I feel like, it's also kind of grown a little bit throughout the season. And the offense... We saw Evan Ingram have a career game last week. It's about time that, you know, he had a game like that and a performance. Trevor Lawrence is looking better and better each week. And I think when you look at the Jaguars and the Cowboys here, it's going to be a high-scoring game, whether it is, you know, the Cowboys defense disrupting Trevor Lawrence and getting turnovers and scoring off of it, or if it is just the Jags offense going, hey, we can compete. We are confident in everything that we're doing. We trust one another. Let's march down the field and score the football. You know the Cowboys are going to do the same thing. So I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to take the over at 47 and a half. I feel pretty confident with it, too. Yeah, I like that. And uh, most likely no Trayvon Walker. He got yeah. a high ankle sprain in the fourth quarter last week. So just that much better for um, Cowboys offense. So I like that. Um, all right. Next up is me. I'm actually going to take the – I hate doing this after you guys just just hyped up the Lions so much. Um, I feel bad doing this, honestly. But I am going to take the Lions under 22.5 points um, in the game. Jets' defense is so good. Like, they're so underrated. Really, really good. And like I said, Goff actually struggles against or on the road. I think that the Jets are going to be able to get to him. Taking the under there. I could see this being like a 24-21 game. Something like that. So under 22 and a mm. half for the Lions. So, so the Lions are just scoring. I was like, dude, man, that's a tough under. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. no, just Lions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine an NFL you, you game. crazy could boy. You, could you imagine yeah, any time. game, any game being 22 and a half? <laughs> I wouldn't want I mean, I could see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. And then I'm going to take a team total of the Chargers. Pl- at over 22 or sorry, 24 and a half there. Uh, because I actually do believe they beat the beat the Titans there. Um, Chargers as sitting at that eight seed right now. They really want to get into the playoff spot. You have to win this game if you want to make the playoffs. I think if you're the Chargers. So over 24 and a half for the Chargers. There we go. And my next bet here is going to be the Falcons versus the Saints. I teased it a little bit ago and said this game is probably going to be my my lock of the week. And it's going to be the under at 43. And the reason I say this is because I bet on the Falcons a couple weeks ago and I took the over because they were playing another bad football team, um, I believe, in the NFC. And it might have been the Panthers, if I'm correct. But I said, hey, I'm going to take the over because these guys just aren't very good football teams. I think the offense is going to be able to score some points and have some explosive plays. Well, Turns out I was wrong because to have some explosive plays, you have to be a good offense. And the Falcons and Saints honestly don't really have that. The Jet or the, excuse me, the Saints, they do have some good pieces there on their offense. But even with Andy Dalton as your quarterback, Jameis Winston as your quarterback, I don't feel like it's really mattered much this season. And the Falcons, they're starting Desmond Ritter. Congratulations to him on getting your first start in the NFL as your third round draft pick. That's awesome. 
very happy for you. But I do not see this ball game being a very high scoring one. So I'm going to go ahead and smash the under at 43 points. Justin, this year, Saturday, April 2nd, at 1.20 p.m., do you remember what happened? This Say year, the date again. April 2nd? This year, this year, Saturday, April 2nd, at 1.20 p.m., do you remember what happened? April 2nd, April 2nd. Um... I'll I'll jog your memory. One second, one second. Was that the di- no? Actually, that wasn't a Saturday. I don't know. Tell me. You got really you got really serious there for a second. Well, well so you I started seeing- thinking like it was start of the start of the season, right? And so I'll, then I was I'll like, you, "Yep, go ahead." So here, here's what happened: is you received a text, okay, from me, okay, and that text said, "Per Instagram, Evan Ingram cut his hair. Breakout season confirmed." Fast forward, here we are, multiple touchdown game. Tight end four in fantasy on the year. Evan Ingram. We're riding it. We're taking the over 47 and a half Jags Cowboys. Love it. Took a long time. It took a long time. But for me and every other Evan Ingram stand out there who has been ridiculed, made fun of by Giants fans who can eat shit and everybody else, our time has come. Our king is risen and it's a good day. It's a good day. Next game, taking the over. Buffalo, first <laughs> half, 12 and a half points. I think they're uh, going to do some not-so-nice things to Miami this weekend. There we go here. I'm not going to talk really bad about Miami, but they're playing Buffalo, and Miami beat Buffalo earlier this year, and Buffalo did not forget. Use whatever Game of Thrones, the North remembers, reference you want. It It's not going to be a fun weekend. Yeah, good luck, pal. Uh, my next bet here is going to be the Browns favored by three versus the Ravens. I'm going to take it, um, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel that comfortable in it. I don't know how I really feel about this game. The Ravens game last week was uh, pretty hard to watch against the Steelers. Uh, I just kind of kept watching it because there's really nothing else on at that time uh, for me to really pay attention to in my you know viewing area, but it is what it was in my and what I could watch. That was the game that was on. I apologize, Trace. Here, easy on the slander there. I know you didn't say anything, but I saw it. Okay, body language is sometimes more offensive than verbal. So remember that. Uh, that's one of my last bets, though. Here, Browns favored by three versus the Ravens. What do you not have Sunday ticket? Okay, hey, they they changed it. I'm not buying direct TV, so no, I'm not gonna spend $150 on that. I'm good. What do you mean? I like we'll tell them after the podcast. Okay, sounds good. All right. Um, yeah, no, no free advice here. Um, all right. My last bet, Chargers. Let's double up on the Chargers. Chargers 12 and a half over in the first half. Chargers, don't let me down. You always do. Whenever I bet you, you let me down. Don't do it, especially against the Titans. Let's ride. All right. All right. And uh, oh, no, you got another bet? Yeah, awesome. my last bet of the day. Uh, that's it for Teresa's NFL bets. My last one of the day is going to be Vikings favored by four versus Colts. Tough loss last week. You got completely embarrassed by the Detroit Lions because that's just how good the Lions are. So let's not discredit them while about trying to give credit here to the Vikings because they're also a good football team. And uh, – in terms of not discrediting the Lions, I will discredit the the Colts because they are not a good football team this year. It does not look good. They are not fun to watch either. But I must say they look like they're kind of putting things together 
within the last week and a half, I feel like they've looked more comfortable. I don't know if that's just Jeff Saturday and his offensive coordinator feel more comfortable in situations as being the leaders of it. The team's kind of getting healthy as well, but still dealing with some other injuries. But I'm taking the Colts, or excuse me, the Vikings here, either way, favored by four. Um, so, yeah. Did either of you uh, get on Twitter today? Silly question, of course you did. Do either of you see the Mike McDaniel video at practice today? So I did not actually. Literally, as I got was logging into this, I saw there was a video, and I saw that he was wearing a shirt that was like, "Man, I wish it was colder" or something like that. But I didn't watch yeah. the video yet. So apparently, at the Dolphins indoor practice facility, they cranked the AC to like try to replicate the conditions when they're playing in Buffalo uh, on Saturday night. Oh, great! Two in prime time. This should go well. But uh, McDaniel's walking around in a shirt that said something to the fact of, I wish it was colder. And he's like dropping bars, rapping, going in between guys during practice. And I just, I just love his vibe. So for that reason, I'll take the Miami Dolphins team total for the game over 16 and a half. I think even in garbage time, it, they're going to get 17. So this might be a 34 17 game, but hey, hits the over. <laughs> Uh, win my bet, that's for sure. Before we get into our three-leg parlay, I want to ask you guys a quick question uh, about the Arizona Cardinals because the beginning of the They're season, bad. they signed Cliff Kingsbury to an extension. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray both had the same agent. So in turn, Kyler Murray then got a huge contract extension as well. Um, and then in the football game on Monday night, three plays into the game, Kyler Murray goes down with an injury. Tuesday morning, we find out that it was, in fact, an ACL tear, which is just absolutely devastating to hear. And then today, uh, news breaks that Steve Kime, their general manager, is going to be taking a leave of absence absence, excuse me, for his health. Um, can't really speculate on anything on that. Don't want to. We know we've had... It's whatever. We're not going to speculate any further on that. But really what came to my attention is that the Cardinals are just a huge, giant mess right now. And so my question for you guys is, what would you do if you were Chris Bidwell, the owner slash president of the team here? Do you blow it up and say, hey, I know I signed the head coach and the quarterback to a big extension. Done with it. Steve Kahn, he's had his issues in the past. He's drafted a quarterback in the top 10, got rid of him. The next year, we we fired that coach. We got rid of that quarterback, and we drafted a new quarterback at number one. Are you done with him and say, hey, he's had his chances, that's it? If you're him, like if you're Bidwell, what is your mindset right now, and what are you doing moving forward to make this team better? Treese, you're first. So I think – go ahead. Dan, you're first. Oh, all right. Me. So I think, yeah, like you said, we all know the Cardinals are in a shit spot, right? They spent a lot of money and assets going after older players such as DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, to fill out their roster, and they're paying them. Well, those are depreciating assets. When players get older, eventually there is a drop-off if your name's not Tom Brady. So your roster's getting older. Kyler's ACL couldn't have come at a worse time. Best-case scenario, he's probably playing what, guys, first game next Thanksgiving maybe, give or take, if everything yeah. goes well, if everything goes well. So do you go all in with your current staff that you just extended? Steve Kime's been there forever. Even before he was a GM, he was in the building. You're kind of all in with Cliff and Kime now, contract-wise. You've already paid Kyler. The rest of your roster is in – you spent money that says we're trying to win now, regardless of what the on-the-field product says. 
So do they have to go in and get a Jimmy G to come in for a year and, you know, or they get like a Jameis Winston, maybe Carson Wentz, you know, somebody just kind of write the ship for, you know, try to get you to when you're still playing meaningful games in December, but then you play the whole game as well. If we bring in a guy and he gets us to play meaningful games in December, we can't just turn back to Kyler for winning with this other guy. So then you piss off Kyler. We know how soft Kyler is. We can say it, you know, he, he's a brat sometimes. So it's just, man, I don't think there's a right way. I think there's a lot of wrong ways to do it and they'll probably choose one of them, but it's not an enviable position to be in right now. All right. So here's my opinion. Um, you fire your GM, you move on, you get a new GM this offseason. As the owner, you go, you need to stick with Cliff for one more year. Sorry, you just need to. One, financially. Two, we're not going to have our quarterback anyways. So just stick with him. We can have it down here much easier to much easier to fire him. Then you sell all of these older assets. You know, JJ Watt, Hopkins, you sell, you sell them all, right? Like you just you get what you get whatever draft picks you can out of them for 2024. Like just make it so that it's for 2024. And then you're building for that year. Next year. At the end of the year, you fire Cliff, you get a new head coach, and you roll with your new head coach and and Murray and a new GM. That's what I would do. You start building for 2024, knowing that it, to fix this mess, it's going to take all of 2023. So you're giving Kyler another year. You're going to just – I mean, he's out this next year right at the injury, and in 2024 you're going to let him get one more kind of roll or ride into it. New head coach, new general manager, pretty much new team. You can't get out of the Kyler contract for another three years. Yeah. So do you think they could actually move that new contract? That's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, like, like I get I your mean, point there. Your honestly, thought, but... my initial thought was like, send him to Green Bay for a, you know, a day three pick or a conditional pick. You know, if he puts up a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns, it's a four. If he plays yeah. eight games, it's a six. But, you know, just get it off your books and reset. Yeah. Because by the time 2024 rolls around, he's going to be a 32, 33-year-old wide receiver. And yeah. he's already, you know, he's already a body position, body control guy, you know, contested catch guy that they don't age well. Yeah. You know, wide receivers in general don't age well. So this this is years their lowest. I don't know if you're looking at his contract. So this is the this year is the lowest dead cap for them, which is still a ton. It's still like twenty two million dead dead cap for him. But for Kyler, wait, no for no Hopkins, for yeah for Hopkins, and then next year goes up to thirty five. Yeah, so you got to basically you have to trade him. You can't you have, just cut him. You, you have, have to trade this him. Off. You have to trade him this offseason because then it goes up to 30, yeah, sorry, 31, and then it's 26. So, like, if they have this little out window literally this offseason. <laughs> you know what I thought of, uh, what I thought of this morning? What's like, that? I, I just, I was, I was thinking about the Cardinals area. I was driving. I just thought how funny this would be. All right, hear me out. Fire Cliff, fire the GM. Bring in whoever the hell you want as GM. Bring in Sean Payton and Tom Brady for one year. Tyler ain't playing next year anyway. Bring in Tom Brady, DeAndre wow. Hopkins, Hollywood Brown. 
JJ Watts already there. They can film workout videos together for all I give a shit. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, the old just, ass the old ass Cardinals in the desert. It's what it's what it's what yeah. old people do, man. They go to Arizona. Love it. <laughs> I don't know why you got so much damn attitude looking into the camera there. It'll, it's what it, they do. <laughs> it'll never it'll never happen. It'll no, never never happen. But when anyway, you were talking about uh trading fun. a player to that'd Green Bay, were you talking about Hopkins or were you talking about Murray? Hopkins. I was talking about Hopkins. Okay, Hopkins hundred percent. Trade, trade him to trade him to Green Bay and get Aaron Rodgers in return. Well, no, next year would be Aaron Aaron's last year of his three hundred million dollar contract they signed for two years or however much it was. Yeah. So that way you go all in for one year with Aaron and just because obviously this year in Green Bay with the weapons hasn't worked. So yeah. bringing in an established guy like Hopkins for one year, I think would help. Yeah. Do you want to, have you guys seen that? And given, of course, when it's a $230 million contract, but have you guys seen the dead cap for Murray? Yeah, it's hilarious. This year, 110 million. Next year, 97 million. The year after that, 81 million. Like so, like I said, he's guaranteed money, baby. Guaranteed money, three years, and then it drops to thirty-three, and then twenty, and then seven. So really, realistically, he's probably with them until two thousand twenty-six when it drops to twenty million. Holy shit! I don't know though. Like if the if the salary cap keeps rising, they might say Sia thirty. Yeah, so maybe so, but they're not saying Sia eighty-one. Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) three years minimum that he's there. And All right, again, let's go ahead and finish this sucker out real quick. So my three-leg parlay, I'll go ahead and go shit, first. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we got to get rolling here in this episode. I feel like it's been kind of a long one, or maybe it's just me. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and go into the under, my first one, Marshall versus UConn at 41 points, the under there. The Lions pick them versus the Jets, and then the under, 43 Falcons versus Saints. All right, I like it a lot. Uh, my parlay, I'll be taking America's Roadrunners at plus two against Troy. The over, uh, Buffalo first half, 12 and a half points. And then the Saints as a two and a half point favorite first half versus the Dirty Birds. Nice. I will take North Texas plus 10 versus Boise State. I will take the Chargers over 24 and a half total points. And I will take UTSA as well at plus two. Boom. And I like how none of us took Oregon in this so we can throw it in our five-leg parlay. Oregon State. Do we? Do we want to though? Seriously, yeah. Do we want to? Um, yeah, I do. I do. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> Oregon State minus 10 versus Florida is one of our bets. Just when uh, I thought I was out. Just when you Pulled thought. me right back in. Yep. I'm going to take San. I want to start us out on Thursday night. Uh, San Francisco over two and a half touchdowns. With old Mr. Irrelevant, or should I say Mr. Relevant? With whoever is at quarterback, it doesn't matter. He's kind of Seah- dinged up. This, yeah, exactly. He might not play, but the Seahawks have been so bad lately. Like and Walker's playing there. though. He is playing. "Quote unquote" playing. We'll yeah. see. Uh, give me the. Uh, yeah, Miami's six, sixteen and a half total points over. Yeah, I was just going to recommend. Got to score seventeen. They got to score seventeen. Yep. Otherwise, I will be unwell. Yeah, you'll be big, big sad. Awesome. Uh, under, what do you like? Oh, nope, I'm not going to do that. Excuse me. Let's do the uh, Titans plus three versus the Chargers. All right. He's so mad. <laughs> Get out of here. You're fine. Um, uh, all right, we uh, need one more. 
And I would like to do, because I want to do another college one, I would like to do SMU minus, guess what? It's down to three and a half. So um, even better. Um, so SMU minus three and a half versus BYU. Let's take out the Titans Chargers game and put in Liberty Toledo under. No, no, let's go. Yes, let's do it. No, no, because guess what? The Chargers fuck me all the time when I bet them, and I already got them in other bets. They're gonna Uh, fuck me there, and if we don't take the Titans, then we're gonna be even more mad. Like we can take the Titans at plus three. It's once it's in. I think once it's in, we can't take it out because then we're playing that stupid. Oh, what if? What if? What if? Just let it. Yeah, just what if? Trees is mad at me. That's the game I have to play now for the rest of the weekend. So, yay me! Bad of a game. (laughs) Yay me. Oh, you forget how the show started? <laughs> I was just saying, it hasn't been a long show. It was the fact that we spent a half hour on the call before we got to the show. Yeah, my apologies. I looked at the time. I was like, man, we've been here for a minute. No, that was uh, I was playing my soccer game. So uh, Yeah, you were playing that, that foosball game. Yeah. So, <laughs> my, 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 right. my mama said. My mama said. Okay, so recap. Oregon State minus 10 versus Florida. Niners over two and a half total touchdowns. Um, over 16 and a half total points for the Miami Dolphins. Titans plus three versus the Chargers, and then SMU minus three and a half versus BYU. That is our five leg parlay. Let's get it. Boom. All right. Anything else you boys want to talk about? We've already been talking football. So we've already been. Yeah, talking I think football. I think we've we've talked it all up. Okay. Perfect. All right. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Leach. All time great coach. Like horrific to hear about so sad but um he will not be forgotten that's for sure and tonight we've been talking football